This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to virtually be back here with you, Jordana. I know. It's been uh it's been a bit. This is uh if this if you guys see it here that the sound is off, it's because this is a virtual recording. Um We are on the Zoom like many of you. Like many of you, life has changed. Um, for us, the U Up podcast, but we're going to be here every week for you. We're going to be here with your emails. We're going to be talking dating. And, you know, I got a message. I don't know if you've gotten similar messages where it's like the person was like, thank you for not talking about coronavirus the whole time. And it was like, yeah, we recorded that before. (laughs) (laughs) That that was taped before the world went to shit. Um, the thing is about the, you know, with this podcast, it's always, been about the reality with which we're in you know dating has changed from when your parents dated that's why this podcast exists to have an open conversation about uncomfortable topics that your mom and dad couldn't really talk to you about because they didn't have instagram snapchat twitter they didn't have dating apps again we're gonna keep doing this podcast within the reality which it exists which is quarantine and coronavirus this has created a whole new world of dating problems that i never saw coming jordana yeah i mean i don't think anyone could have anticipated that they would agree to a facetime date before uh before this week well it's funny um we do we we do polls on the u at uup uup pod instagram we do polls on them and what we found from the polls is that um, we, we pulled people like right when this started happening, we were like, would you ever go on a FaceTime date? 70% of people were like, no, that's so fucking weird. Right mm-hmm. now it's been like three weeks um, or even two weeks. Yeah. Now it's been three weeks. Now it's like 70% are like, yes, like, oh, yeah, I would. What am I going to do a nothing? The, it's it's the minute things, the, the, the environment changes. Again, we've talked about this a million times. When it rains out, you bring an umbrella. It's time to make you zig when everyone else is zagging. And it's one of those things where it's like 10, 20 years ago, people looked at people on dating websites and they were like, look at that fucking loser nerd. They were like, oh, can't leave your mom's basement. Guess guess you should go crawl to a dating app so that you can uh, can catfish everyone. This is before even catfish existed. And now everyone's on Tinder, everyone's on Bumble, everyone's swiping, everyone's on a dating app. It's not embarrassing at all. And this is kind of what happened with the quarantine. Everyone's like, well, I wouldn't go on a FaceTime date. I'm, a, I'm better over text. Well, guess what? You're going to have to. Things change. People got to change. Unless you want to be left behind and you want to sit in text land and not really grow with someone because you kind of need the FaceTime date to have any of these things that start at zero go to like 30 miles per hour, right? Yeah. I think it's like, um, 
it's the kind of thing where it's like your, your choices are FaceTime date or nothing or just sit alone by yourself. A, a walk six feet apart. Yeah, like uh, uh, walking six feet apart or seeing each other through the glass of an ice cream shop or a coffee shop. I, yeah, I don't know. What are the other options? I, do people go on? Have you heard of anyone going on a date by just like walking six feet apart? I've heard of that. I've heard of the Zoom date. The Zoom date is good because, you know, just like we're doing now, you can have a conversation you can look at the person. It doesn't feel, you know, like FaceTime. The problem with FaceTime, and I, and I give this suggestion to everybody that's listening is get something to prop your phone up with. This is a little thing that will help all your data. The Zoom thing is great because we're in front of the camera. We're in front of the computer. We're sitting. We're somewhat comfortable. I I would say 90% of the reason I hate FaceTime is because I got to hold my arm out and do fucking lat pulls for an hour to be able to do it. Like if you uh, if you had a little tiny tripod that you ordered on Zam- Amazon, it wouldn't feel as weird. Or if you had like a pop socket that can prop up your phone, it wouldn't be as bad. Instead of this thing where you're holding it in front of you, staring at yourself in the mirror while the other person fixes their hair for an hour. You can also FaceTime on your computer. Oh, you can? See, I don't even know about that. That's the thing. We're, we're learning every day. Yeah. We're all, we're all learning so much about Zoom, which is, you know should have invested in i guess yeah Uh. (laughs) (laughs) so how has your quarantine situation been what's here what are you and mike doing are we it would be great if someone didn't type so fucking loudly sorry well sounds like it's going well let's move on (laughs) he's a loud typer he doesn't think he is he thinks it's just the keyboard but um i think he uh i think he's slamming those keys a little bit just you know well you should be in a different room (laughs) We only were in a one-bedroom apartment. How many? Are you in different rooms? Nothing. So here's where the situation I'm in. I had my apartment in Harlem, and it was nice because I had a little deck. I had the living room. There was the kitchen. And then my bedroom, I had a small desk in. So I could sit at my desk and kind of like work from my home office, so to speak. Now we are moving in together, as was announced. Um, I don't know what I episode. You already, you already live together now, no? So we basically moved in. We did what a lot of people did at the beginning of the quarantine, which is like, you, you got a vagina, I got a penis. Let's make sure we get those together before everything goes away. So I like how you, like- you act like you just like saw a vagina on the street <laughs> so, as opposed hey! to this girl that you've been hey! dating for years. <laughs> this penis is going to go away for a month. I need you. <laughs> I need the other side. I need to connect to something. Well, a lot of people are doing that. That's happening a lot. A lot of people who are in like, you know, three months in are like, well, if we don't, if we, if we separate now, we never hang out again. And they're just like, let's bunk up. Let's shack up. It's really and, a great way to get someone to be exclusive, right? Well, I, I think this has made everyone look at the mirror of their relationship. I think what the what the quarantine has done is it's a force. You know how I've said on this podcast so many times, beware the birthday, holiday. Quarantine, uh, yes. Well, quarantine added to the list because what this was, beware the holiday, beware the birthday. Because that forces someone to take stock of the relationship. Uh, Everyone that writes in about like, what are we labeling this? What are we going to be? You don't even have to label a relationship as long as you have resume items. 
So getting through a birthday is a resume item. Every guy is sitting there in fear of a resume being built against him. That's why he breaks up with you before the birthday. That's why he breaks up with you before the holiday because that, once you go through it with them, it gets used against you. Oh, well, we went to his birthday. Oh, well, we, I met his parents over Christmas. Oh, well, he went on vacation. He got back from vacation. We hung out the next week. It's all, and now the quarantine is a pop test of a resume item. It, ba- it popped up and everyone was forced to make the decision. Do I say, stay or do I bail? Will I have the quarantine used against me? Well, we spent the whole quarantine together. Why, why wouldn't we be more serious? You, you, you talk about the quarantine like it's an unborn fetus. Should I it, stay it really or <laughs> am I Keep running for the hills? Well, that's the thing. You have to make a decision because you have to take stock because if you do go into the quarantine with someone, you are automatically more serious than you were the day before, whether you want to admit it or not. Right. I mean, I wonder if there's those people realize because it is. Lo- I think it's longer than anyone anticipated it would be. So I wonder if any of those people got into it. were like, all right, let's give this a shot, and then it didn't work out, and then now you're like mid into. I guess you could just go to your own apartment, but well, that's happening a lot. Seems a lot. like I'm a much getting- bigger breakup. Then it's like a, then it's like a real divorce. Oh, absolutely. This is because you're forced into the decision. Like right now, someone could have been like week one, let's quarantine together, and then they're sitting there going. Ha, so I'm going to go home now. When are you coming back? Ah, we'll see. And it's like, yeah, you're broken up. That's over. Game over. You tried. Like you, the the quarantine is the, is like, is really the moment you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing the blackheads because you can't live in la la land anymore. Right now it's be an adult and be with me or be a child and run home and stay with your parents in New Jersey or go home to the suburb. Everyone is being, and and it's so interesting because everyone is being put at that make or break moment. And it's like a lot of people are going, well, he doesn't text me much. It's like, yeah, because he's not into it. He's got all hours of the day to text you and he's nothing else to do. And it's like people are putting put at the putting put face to face with reality. There's nowhere to hide. Like there was a girl that wrote to me that she was like, uh, you know, quarantine happened and he went to his parents' house and just left me alone at my apartment. And it's like, yeah, this is kind of forced adulthood. You're forced into a position of like, make a decision. How are you going to be during times of strife? And some people are choosing to go home to their parents, which is fine. But, you know, you can't, you know, when you've been on three dates with someone, they've treated you to all three dates and you go, wow, this guy's a man. Wow. He paid for the drinks. Wow. He paid for the dinner. And then quarantine happens and he goes, he goes, well, I got to go to mommy. It's like, oh, he was a fake the whole time. Because he's, co- you think it's a cop out to go home? No, I don't think it's a cop out. I think that's his personal decision he'd rather be with his parents than you in that case in yeah. that scenario he, he's he's saying i'm latching on to the place that i need to to be able to survive this and the it's it's to me this is forced adulthood this is people being forced to say all right do i go to the like i was um so i ended up going we uh, when we last tape it was right when i got back from that wedding and when i went to the wedding it was at that time you know I, I would say I regret it now going like I, I don't looking back. Um, looking back. I wish I had made a different decision. I, I also don't think I was put in a real good spot 
It was like, you know, it was made a tougher decision. It wasn't like the guy who had the wedding was like, hey, everybody, I understand. It was like, oh, if you come, you come. I don't know. You know, it was like not really. (laughs) I'll remember this forever. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't really helped out. And also I was in the wedding, but I remember we were on the we're waiting to go on the flight. And there was a kid that was also going on the flight. And I say kid uh, loosely because he was like 23, 24. And I'm standing next to him and he starts talking to a girl. And, you know, Jess and I are listening to them talk. And he says, you know, I was going to I was going to stay. But then I was like, you know what? I might as well just go home because, you know, I don't want to wait in line for the grocery store. And it's like, yeah, he made the decision that life would be easier in his childhood bedroom. And I totally understand that and respect that. But he might be dating a woman who's 24 as well, who's going well, we've been together three months and you're just going to like run home and like what happens is this relationship and now he's in the position to say, well, I, I thought we were going to have like 24-year-old relationship time. I wasn't really ready to like get more serious with you. I feel like the way you're painting it, like going home is like you're being like a draft dodger. You're being a relationship dodger. Yeah, I would say you're, 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 you're dodging. You're not enlisting in Vietnam. You're, <laughs> if the well, relationship is Vietnam, then you were, you were running to Canada. <laughs> You're out. You're in Canada. You went to go get some maple syrup at mom and dad's house. I'm just saying that this quarantine situation, you you look, you see how people are handling it, and now you're put face-to-face with them handling a very real thing, which you could avoid. I, like my Jess and I moved in this week. We moved in together, okay? And, you know, I would say that was my next now, question. Sure. I, I will get to the moving, but I, but I would say us moving in, moving in and you would, I, you would know better than I would moving in is it brings up like, Oh, he's a, he, he types loud. Like, you know, like there, there are different things you're put face to face with. Well, I would argue also that this situation is not like living, living together. You're getting like a ultra dose but you were you were getting like the like intensive high dose living yes. together, but because that's not what it's it's not like that's not what it's like to live with anyone is to be with them in the same room twenty four hours a day, and to watch how they work like that's a, the other thing like to watch how they like like how I work like my work day is way different than Jess's but like you know when when I the way I treat it the way I lo- look while I'm doing it it might look like I'm not working at all. Right. And now and now it's like, well, now your work day isn't as important as the person who signs into Slack, you know, and it's like you're put it you're put in a position of like, well, and then like when you go to do work and they say, well, hey, I'm talking to you. You go, well, I'm doing work. And then they look at you. They go, well, you're never doing work. You know, like, and it's like, well, this is how I now you're put in a position of like discuss how different work days work. And yeah, we weren't expecting this. Right. I mean, that's not something that anyone has ever had to like really witness for their partners unless you like unless you work with your unless you own a business with your partner and then totally. you live together and you're married like that that's really the only scenario where you would have the exact access to like what someone is like all day during their work day. It's a very weird scenario. Yeah. It it it's um I mean, we were I got, I kind of got a taste of it when there would be days that Jess would be like, oh, okay, I'm working from home. And then she would hang at my place to work from home. And then we would, and then I would do my thing. But then I would realize very quickly that like, that meant she's working from home and I 
am expected to not work at all. <laughs> well, your your working is, I'm sure, kind of loud compared to hers. My work it's not is exactly loud. like an office environment. Sure, and it also all of my work looks like I'm doing what you do during a break. So like. Like if I'm sitting there writing something down on my phone, it's like, oh, Jared's just fucking around on his phone. It's not like I'm having like a full thought or I'm generating, you know, content about Ariel Charnas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but has it been going well? How everything's okay? Yeah, we're all we're we're doing very well. Um Oh, I can hear his keyboard. It's oh can, can you write? write? Can you no, write? I can't. You're you're ridiculous. <laughs> He is typing. No, it's actually, it's been, I think there's like, you're putting, you put things in perspective and like, there's actually feels like there's like less to fight about than there was before. Mm. Yeah. I, we went from my place in Harlem with like a lot of room to Jess's studio apartment where we're living here for a week and then we're moving. Yes. So, and then we're moving upstairs to a new apartment in the same building that Jess was in before. I didn't realize you were in a studio. That's a new yes. that's a new level of you guys are like Anne Frank over there. Yeah, this is bad. This is uh this is the worst case scenario I could ever think of. Um it's also her birthday today, so like oh, happy we're celebrating. Birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday. And then I <laughs> and then you know, so it's this is um on the Did list you get her a candle? I got her a card where I wrote something very nice and she read it and she goes Boy, Jordana really got to you. And then I got flowers um, and I got dinner tonight that's being delivered. And I got um, a little mini away bag that she had been asking for. So I feel like I did the birthday right. Oh, and I got champagne last night to like kind of like celebrate toast off the birthday. So I tried to make it like a nice experience. Um, Is she going to pack her away bag for a mini trip from the... uh, (laughs) From the kitchen to the bed? <laughs> to the bed, to the... Well, the kitchen and the bed are the same room, so that's not really moving too quick. I, I I will say that this amount of time, and I don't know if you've had this, the, I, I we've been moved in together since the quarantine, basically, and like living together, and now we're heading towards a more equitable space because right now I do feel like I'm living in her apartment. Like, I do feel like I'm living... You are. I, I know, it, but like all my stuff was moved over here. Like this is, I'm on her turf. Uh, so next week we'll feel like we're living together and like sharing a space. Right now I feel like I'm like in her way, um, which is a little bit tough. I've heard, I mean, I when I moved in with Mike, we moved in um, to like a new apartment. We didn't like live together in someone else's apartment. But someone once told me that like it is, it does feel weird when you move into someone else's apartment. You're like... You're the out. You're like an outsider in their space. I would have disagreed with that before we. I went through it, which is what, what I'm going through now. Because, like, I'm in a corner of the apartment on my computer on Zoom. I'm like asking her like when she has her meetings, so that I don't get in the way of them with our like with our yelling about nonsense. And like yesterday, I do feel like, and I don't know if you guys feel like. Do you feel like the minute you moved in together, you just sound like your parents? Because the shit that you're talking about is very, like, mundane. Yeah, like, I made, I wanted to make an egg yesterday, and she has this little egg pan that's, like, the size of one egg. 
And she always would show to me, like, look how cute this little egg pan is. And I was like, yesterday, I got hungry for a snack. So I was like, I'm going to use the egg pan. I'm going to see what this is like. And more from the point of view of, like, I just want to see what this egg pan cooks like. I, I, I'm not looking to. And she's over my shoulder. She's like, uh, don't you think it's a little hot? Like, uh, I don't know. Are you going to cook the whole egg in there? How many eggs are you going to make? And I'm like, are you going to, like, I don't know, the, the, the flame's really high. And then all of a sudden, as she's asking these questions, the the smoke alarm went off. And, like, I had to turn off the smoke alarm. And then I come back to the egg. It's She's like, it's a little burnt. I'm like, why don't you lay off the fucking eggs? Like, I was like... I was like, I I don't need an egg coach. I would just want to try out this stupid fucking pan, and I wanted to see what it seemed, what it, how it cooked an egg. And I got you over my shoulder, asking, yo, egg, egg, you know, Miss Excellent over here, trying to figure shit out for me. And I'm like, let me just make the egg. Like, go away, go away. And I just like thought of my parents having this like stupid argument about, like, it's like I love her. I'm not like mad at her. I'm just like. Let me and she starts laughing like, yeah, I, I was up your ass about the egg, and I'm like, I can't believe we we are five minutes into this apartment situation and we're already on like, get away from me while I make an egg. Well, that's like the funny thing I think about like real relationships or like or like spending your life together is like that's really what it is. It's funny like you meet someone in the beginning, it's like, oh, do they share the same like intellectual proclivities as I do? Do we do we have the same sure. view on uh the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? It's like, no, <laughs> it's about like that egg shit. That's like the stuff that's every day. And yes. no one even cares or gives a shit about the other stuff like after six months. Like no one cares. Yeah. They're, they're, you're, abs you're absolutely right. Like all of our squat, there's just been squabbles. Like there's no serious argument. Like there's just like, hey, move out of my fucking way. Like, like this egg thing would have been fine if she was saying it from across the room. I feel like if we were in a bigger space, she'd be like, how are you cooking the eggs? And I'd be like, like, it's different when she's like, how are you cooking the eggs? While well, she's like on top of you. And it's like, yeah, you're on my foot also. Right. Well, that's why also I think rich people get along better. The, They've got more <laughs> space to uh, make the eggs. I, I'm with you on the money thing. I it, it does. And also, like, you know, the the move has been expensive. Like now, like with what's going on, like times are a changing like money conversations like and, and <clears throat> I can't just be my relationship. It can't be. I, I, I think it's happening in every household right now where Moving is particularly expensive life event to be happening Absolutely. in the midst of like this, this, I think it is happening everywhere, but I think like, especially when you're faced with like, I remember when we moved in, which is about almost exactly a year ago and like you are paying for a lot of shit and it's, yes. and this is a stressful time to be paying for a lot of shit. And, and that's the thing with like, you know, the economy, like, like whether you want to talk about it or not. Uh, we're in some fucking trouble and people are less secure with tomorrow than they were a week ago. So it's it's when you, you know, making a big expenditure like a move and now you see the stress on each other's faces where it's like she's like, well, you know, I thought I was going to be making this and now I'm making this. And now it's, um, you know, in the and the move cost this and I didn't expect it to cost that. And in my mind, I want to be like. Yeah, I had a place in Harlem that would have been very cheap that you could have moved into. But then I, you know, and you want to say that, but you don't because you're like, that's not really fair. You know, we made this decision together. That's not the 
the the argument I'm going to have. And then you move into her place and you say, oh, yeah, it is uncomfortable to be moving into someone else's place. So now I'm like back on her side. You know, so it's like this all have it's like a perfect storm of shit. Yeah, it's a tough time to be um, spending a lot of money and merging assets and living, being together in one room for a long time. So I do, I do feel like you've got a situation, but if you can make it through <laughs> that, then it only gets better, right? So like every part of this is going to get a little better. Yeah, for, like, next is- week, next week you're going to be in a bigger apartment. And then like, I'm sick of listening to women tell me, well, if you get to the next thing, it, I, I kind of feel like this whole marriage thing is entering a cult. They'll be like, like, cause like I would travel a lot and that was hard for a relationship. And all these women would be like, well, when you move in together, that will be easier. And then you move in together and they go, oh, well, when you get engaged, that'll be easier. Oh, when you have a baby, that'll be easier. You, you like it's all, Oh, when you move to the suburbs, that'll be easier. Oh, when you die. And you give your assets down uh, through an estate sale, it'll be easier. Like, it, it does feel like all these women are selling a cult to all these dudes. Um, yeah, just uh, just go with it. It's funny that you're <laughs> like, oh, this whole societal thing is like some scam uh, made up by... Uh, by uh, white women to get their their boyfriends to marry them right. and have babies, as if like we're the ones who have won out throughout history. <laughs> you guys won on this one. I oh, well, I think it's also like <laughs> they're they're yeah. I I've had it tough. My whole life is horrible. Yes, you're like this whole thing is some crazy scam by women. <laughs> you know they want us to make more money than them. <laughs> They do to pay for this move. Uh, but otherwise, I'm happy. I mean, I'll be happier once we're like, this is a th- again, like, I, I want to like say how happy I am. I Like, I feel like there's this thing where it's like, I have to say I'm happy. I'm excited. But like, I said it to you before. Yeah, like, I'll be happy when it's over. It's like, it's it, never over. That's like, you have to be excited about the next thing. Life's about the journey. I don't, well, it did get me thinking to like all these people that are like, well, why doesn't he want to be in a committed relationship? Why doesn't they want to like make a label? Why do they want to be exclusive but not in a relationship? It's like, yeah, all these guys are trying to create other um, like hurdles to slow down the process to get to these other things that will cost them money and time and things. I don't understand though. These things are supposed to be like tough, but also enjoyable. I don't understand what the big, like you keep, you keep saying that like, why would anyone want to like voluntarily like get into this thing? They should try to avoid it for as long as possible. But it's kind of like, there's good things that come along with these things. And it's kind of like going through that with someone is part of the whole experience is like, you're going through life with someone. Like if you delay it, if you, I hear you. Yeah. You could, you could settle down when you're like 40 meet someone at 40 get that as a man you could do that meet someone at 40 settle down have a kid at 45 whatever that's like half your life is gone you're only know, you're knowing that person like such a smaller amount of time and then like you like you're just going through less of your life with them you don't know them as well you didn't go through as much shit I, I agree with what you're saying and i'm having fun doing it i'm saying you have to be totally sure in that moment that this person's the right person for you to do it with so like my my thing is like when you're like pushing to the next level, it's like 
Are you pushing to the next level to get to the next level? Or are you pushing to the next level because you think that they'd be a good partner for that level? You know, like if a guy looks at you, but this is the thing, but if a guy looks at you and says, well, why don't we be exclusive but not in a relationship? Obviously, they don't feel ready to go to that next level with you. Obviously, they they look at you and they go, yeah, you have to make a decision. But like, obviously, they're looking at you and going, ah, yeah, they're they're not avoiding the label. They're avoiding going through the next process with you. But so you're saying that's a bad sign oh or, or it's a normal sign? Yeah, that's what I'm not really not. understanding. I'm saying it's a it, – it, my point is to say, like, I think with all these people that write into this show or I get DMs from, they're always like, well, why won't they be in a relationship with me? It's like, well, that person doesn't want to go through these things with you. They don't see the match that you see. And it's like, sorry. Like I, I like people are like, well, why, why now? Why are you moving? And like, why? And it's like, Jess and I get along on that level. Like I'm, I'm enjoying the process with her. I enjoy the egg fight with her. You know, like I, I kind of like, I just, when someone is balking at the idea of like being more serious or being, when they put up that front, they're not saying they're not ready to commit. They're not ready to go through these things with you. But I think that, you can say that while also saying like there's okay some people are, are ready at different points so it doesn't that do you think that it necessarily means that if she, if jess was ready before you to move in together that that means that like it's not the right match or that means that um she was just ready before you like you're maybe like she did want to move in a little earlier but now that you do you're very into it but it doesn't mean that like you have to be on the exact same page about timing no i i i understand the 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 argument where it's like you don't have to be on the same page with timing, but you have to be on the same page with discussing that timing together. Like if you're not even willing to like have that conversation of like, oh, well, yeah, moving in is something I want to do with you. Moving is 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 something I'm ready to do when the situation is right. Like for me, like the situation wasn't right because of the timing of finding someone to be able to take over my apartment up in Harlem. I was thinking of selling it. I didn't get to sell it. I ended up renting it out. Like you're going through all, like there's like a lot of like practical, you know, like egg matters that I had to go through where it's like, you know, where the timing, uh, I'm like sitting there with her going, well, once I figure A, B and C out, now we can figure out D and we're moving in together. And it's like some people aren't even getting to that point. They're just moving away from the negotiation table. Well, some people might say that like something that you were doing like that might be to like buy time because you're not sure. So you use these other logistical excuses to be like pushing the timing off, which I don't think is always is. I think that sometimes that's accurate. It's hard to know when something's an excuse versus when something's like an actual real logistical issue. I think, you know, and it's an excuse when there's no real date that like they don't even give themselves an end date. No range. There's no range. Like, hey, what by December, like everyone knows the timing ranges. Like everyone knows. Like, hey, in April, like like when Jess said to me, like, hey, things are coming up in April. I need to know. And I would go, okay, when looking at my apartment in April, let me start like seeing if it will get sold in December. You know, like, I, I think a lot of people live in the vague because they don't want to hear the answer, which is 
you know, the the excuse part. And they don't want to give the answer. And they don't want to give the answer. Yeah, both ways. Right, yeah. And so it's like, well, one day we'll move in. All right, well, when? Like, remember we were in, uh, I think we were in Portland or Seattle, one of those two places, and there was the woman that stood up and asked a question, and she kept being like, the guy who kept saying like, well, one day, one day, and it's like, yeah, well, you keep accepting one day because you don't want to hear the, the real answer or to leave, to have to find someone new to be on that page with. Right. That's why everyone, I think it's like ultimatums get a bad rap, but ultimatums are really just being like, I want to know what your actual thought is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you could, I, ultimatum is such a strong term. Like, I feel like you so could it say it has a very bad reputation, but what it, it has a bad rap. If you think about what it actually means, is it someone saying, this is my standard? Are you going to meet it or should I move on? Yeah. I, it's, it's so funny though. Like I love complaining. Like, I love complaining about everything that's going on. I mean, I'm doing coronavirus rants of the day on my Instagram and stuff. Like, that's what I enjoy doing. So it's funny that, like, like it's funny that you're, when I'm like, hey, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. I, I mean it, like, I would only complain about something I actually, like, love doing. Like, like Otherwise, I, you wouldn't like, even be participating. I wouldn't be participating. So like my complaint, you know, it's like, it's, it's funny to me that like what I get a lot from, from Jess and, and a lot of people that listen to this podcast is like, well, where's the celebration? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're celebrating. Like, let's pop a champagne when we get in there. Like, I don't know when. I think that's, that's Mike's version too. Like, like what is like, what is the thing you have to like be in yeah. it in order to, to, to be like, yeah, this feels good. It's like when someone celebrates their candidate getting into presidency. Like I never understood like a like a politician they voted for getting in. I never understood that. Like to me, I'm like, you should just hope they do the best by you. You don't even know yet. Like once they get it. You can imagine how absurd it sounds to someone who doesn't care about sports then that some people really right. get excited when someone wins or loses <laughs> and it has nothing yeah. to do with them. Yeah, I mean, I'm a sports fan. They're not even fan. working for them. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm a sports fan, but I, like, watch someone clap at the TV, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. no one can hear you. No one cares. This is for you more than it is the team. You're not even on the team. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, they're just there to let people know that they're a winner by virtue of them cheering for the right people on the TV. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop 
at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Let's do some awkward sex. You can send in your awkward sex to UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Ready? I'm ready. You read it. Hi, J&J. You guys are the absolute best and make Wednesdays a day to look forward to. I got an awkward sex story I hope you'll both get a laugh at. I've been seeing this guy for two-ish months. He's a bit older than I am and has his own place. I still will live with my parents. Obviously, living with your parents under these socially distant circumstances is not the most ideal, so he very generously invited me to come stay over for a few days and quarantine at his place instead of my parents. Fast forward to the fourth night of me staying at his. I wanted to do something nice for him to say thank you. I tell him I'm going upstairs for a bit, during which time I try to grab myself. I try getting myself into some hot lingerie. Attaching the different parts is is a lot harder than you'd think, and it was taking me fairly long time. Different parts, like all the lingerie accoutrements. It's basically like a costume. Oh. Eventually, I tell him to come up uh, so we can watch a movie in bed. He walks in. I'm there in the lingerie, which is such a uh, cringe moment for any girl as is. And he's thrilled. Tells me I'm so hot, blah, 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 and asks me to do a little turn uh, so he can see how how hot I am from the back. That's right, baby. Uh, He instantly starts dying of laughter and goes, you are so hot, except for the huge wad of toilet paper stuck in your lingerie. I have no idea how that got in there, but there there was a lot of it. (laughs) He was awkward. he awkwardly reaches in to take it and uh, take it out. And let me tell you, it looked like the magic trick where you keep pulling out the handkerchief and it keeps getting longer and longer. So much toilet paper. Keep in mind, it took me about a half hour to get his du- uh, this done lingerie on. He definitely thought the toilet paper was stuck as a result of me wiping my ass from a shit I didn't take. Sincerely, girl who is hoarding all the toilet paper in this pandemic. That's funny. I like that story. Think? It's a little it's a little lightness in a time of uncertainty. <laughs> what is what would you call it? The uh David Laid. Ooh, I like that. Um I don't know, what do you think? The Charmin Charmin. I like that. That's good. The Charmin Charmin. I think we did uh, really well on our first on our first uh our first go ahead. Yeah. I uh Bozo the shit. 
I don't know. That got worse right away. <laughs> We're red flag or deal breaker. Guy puts on some hot lingerie. Mike puts on some hot lingerie, and you find a wad of to- toilet paper. I think it, it would be it would be fine. Um, I think also, guy, it's easier for guys to get away with any of that stuff. Do you see my Instagram story? He just grew a, he grew a mustache until yesterday. Yeah, it is. It's beard season, baby. We're all the quarantine is a no shave zone, baby. Um, at first it was a beard, which was fine, and then it was like a sexual predator mustache that was yeah. like I couldn't even look at him. <laughs> without just and then finally he had like a work he had like a zoom call for work this morning and he like he like forgot that it was a zoom and he like rushed to go get rid of it it was great i'm growing out everything beard bush all of it i'm gonna be braided up top and down low by the end of this thing i'm gonna be eh, i'm gonna come out like david letterman just huge bushy beard um it's gonna look pretty ridiculous How, how would you feel if jess did that uh, I would laugh. I don't think this is a deal breaker at all. This is fun. This is funny. It is funny. The funnier, uh, the the more dressed up you are, the funnier this all becomes. Like the more, because these sexual times, all you want to do is be what you envision yourself to be in the porno. Like you want, you're, like I can picture her putting on the lingerie. Ooh, the music, the candle. And then all of a sudden he's like, turn around, baby. Let me see that dumper. And then all of a sudden there's just a long string, a tail just <laughs> right around the room. And it's like, that makes it even funnier. That makes it actually cute. And more, you know, to me, it's like one of those, totally, it makes you more, in love with them it's the story that you you know wink anytime toilet paper is brought up by the, his mother or your mother there's a little wink and a nod that you like remember that time we were fucking you know you can have that shared moment that reminds me of when we we first moved in together um and i went to the bathroom and i was like it was like in the middle of the night. I went to the bathroom I'm naked and I'm, i leave the bathroom and he pops out like to scare me and i it was like a crazy shriek. I guess the story was more interesting in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically just like scaring the shit out of me um, yeah. as, as a like a uh, break in moment. <laughs> like as if that he was, was breaking it. That was your big move in gift. Yes. It was very, I scary. did that to Jess the other night. She was walking into my room and I, we, I, I was actually naked and she was walking into my room and I was going to do like the walk up behind, like, Hey baby. And then, so that I walked up behind, she just went, ah! like freak the fuck out and then like my penis like went and ran inside of my body that must have been a very attractive sight yeah just her completely clothed and my me naked running away it was uh sexy as all hell There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my 
my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yes. We are going to do one email with the two of us, and then we're having a very special guest. We're having Nicole Byer. Very excited. Nicole's fucking hilarious. She's fantastic and so I'm very great. excited to have her on the show. Um, Let's do so another I'll, email. I'll do an email. Hey, J&J. I'm in a bit of a standstill, and you two were the first ones I thought of to ask for help. Long-time listener, rated, review, subscribe, shared with many friends. To everyone listening, share. Now is the time. Everyone needs extra content. Everyone needs something to listen to. Everyone's looking for more and more and more. We're here for you every week. I'm in a situation that is being dictated by coronavirus. My ex and I broke up about two months ago after temporarily moving to different cities. Um, he lives in LA and I live in Denver. We have been re- we've been recently trying to work things out despite the distance because we're planning on moving to the same city again in the near future. I'm writing because we haven't seen each other in two months and we were planning on spending a week or two together before this madness with coronavirus happened to work on our relationship. Now we've gone back and forth several times trying to think of a plan to quarantine together. He is currently at home with his parents in LA and is terrified of leaving. I've gotten a little frustrated because he is having constantly and relent, constant and relentless anxiety about us driving slash traveling in general to see each other, which is obviously understandable, but neither of us has had any symptoms. I live alone, have been self-quarantined for over two weeks, and Denver is a little bit safer than LA anyway right now. 
My question, are you allowed to be upset at your significant other for being afraid or giving up on seeing each other during the quarantine? If you're a long distance or even any distance at all, he wants to just wait until all this is over, but I don't want to wait another two months to see him. He thinks I'm being irrational, immature, and stupid. I'm looking at it more of a, for more of a desire to, to be together no matter what. Obviously, the law says to do otherwise, but realistically, what is everyone doing about this? Let me know your thoughts. Love, lonely quarantiner. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, do you have any thoughts? I think it's interesting time to be in a relationship, too, because you get to see someone's reaction towards like a crisis situation. That's what I was talking about before. Forced adulthood. How they are under pressure and... That's a, I mean, that's a good indicator of how they'll handle stresses and things that like what they're going to prioritize when things get shitty down the line, because as they inevitably will at points in your lives. And I'm not saying that neither one of them is right or wrong. I just think it shows like a very big, a different way that they approach something like this or a crisis or, or an emergency situation, which I do think is telling. I don't think there's one person that's right or one person that's wrong. And that means some people would say she's wrong and she's you know, putting potentially like even wanting to travel yeah. during this time is a bad thing that, I mean, I'm not really sure about like what is right and what is not, what is not right. So I'm not really going to comment on that. All that matters to me in this situation seems to be that like they're looking at it very differently, which I think is potentially indicative of a larger difference in seeing the world. Yeah. I, I think um, the most important part of this email is in the beginning, she writes, my ex and I broke up about two months ago after temporarily moving to different cities. You guys broke up even though it was temporary. You broke up even though you knew there was an end date to this move. Someone, it sounds to me that he ended it and now this is a reason. A lot of people are getting calls and DMs and texts from exes or people from their past because there's really no one else to call and text and DM. You are going back to friendly people who can make you feel less lonely. You know they would answer before, so you're answering them again. But like, Because their whole situation of like, they broke up for a reason. They're blaming distance. I'm saying, do you think the issue here that he's not saying is that he's really just not sure if he wants to be with her and that's why he doesn't really want to like come see her? Yes, During this period. I, I, I don't think he wants to because I, I, I think he is looking. I think, again, to go back to what we were talking about in the beginning, these are the you spend quarantine with someone. That is an act of significance. If you quarantine together, like she's like they've gone from broken up to come move in with me for an un for an undisclosed, undisclosed amount of time. time yeah like what i would be the same way as him i'd be like no i'm, I'm gonna figure this shit out on my own you stay and then she keeps pushing for this like love conquers all thing and she writes it even though uh uh obviously the law says to do otherwise but our love like no 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 But realistically, what is everyone doing about this? If everyone lives that way where it's like, yeah, the law says to not leave the house, but, you know, love, what are we going to do about our love? It's like, yeah, well, if you loved each other, you wouldn't have been broken up in the first place. If you guys were so meant to be, you wouldn't have said that because you're moving away for two months, oh, we should break up now because no one's ever been apart for two months. Like, I, I think this is like, I think she's masking 
the problems in this relationship of the, with the romanticism of let's be together for this quarantine. Let's say this breakup never happened, right? Um, like this original breakup never happened and he still was just like, I just don't want, I'm just not coming. I don't want to, I, I can't handle, like, uh, I don't want to be, uh, I'm worried about the sa- my safety or whatever. I'm not coming. Do you think that's ground, that would be like, the same situation. If this, if this breakup hadn't happened, they would have gotten ahead of it. They would have said in the same way that you and Mike, you know, stayed together in the apartment in the same way that Jess was living down here and I was living uptown and she packed a bag and came and stayed with me. You know, if it, 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 during the time period where things were like, maybe will this, maybe will that, you know, you would have gotten together. This is kind of like you. Everyone made a decision to go bunk up with whoever they bunked up with. Right. If you decided not to do that, then it's not going to work. Then that's saying something. You made a decision to, and and people don't want to admit this, and this is kind of icky to admit, but everyone is selfish. Everyone has incentive in every game. So the incentive right now is to be with someone who will make you feel less lonely, more safe, in a space that is more safe for you. So this guy is saying when they broke, when they were broken up, he was like, this is the best place for me and my mentality. And now they're discussing this whole, like, well, you should move in. He wants this to be more casual when they get back together. He wants this to be, you know, that's why he's saying, well, when this all gets over, we'll see where we stand. It's like, yeah, because he wants a level of relationship that is under quarantine but over, we don't know each other. Right. Because um, quarantine is now a relationship level. Right. She's like, I want the full commitment right now. Yeah. And this is a forced commitment. Again, look in the mirror. This is the time where you look at the relationship and you go, do I want to be stuck in a house with this person with no end date in sight? Well, yeah. No one wants to be focused on something that's half real right now. Exactly. Fully real or nothing. Because Exactly the stakes are too high of being in the middle. I'd rather call my mom and dad and talk about how horrible the world is than and then, uh, on a daily basis and then spend the rest of it silently staring at a wall than being in a room with you. Right. <laughs> That's just... I, it, it's funny because, like, I think about it... I, I often, like, think about, like, work analogies, obviously. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard me talk about them, but I think about, like, any projects that I have right now that I'm not, like, fully interested in fully committing to... I'm not even bothering with it all. Yes. It's, it's, um, yeah, they're, they're like, no one's going to have, like, it, it's for the work thing, it's the same thing. Like, I'm not going to go do a stand up show on, people are asking me to do stand up shows on Instagram Live. No, I'm going to work on the thing. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you half a stand up show on Instagram Live. The only people that want you to do, who want you to watch them on Instagram Live do stand up are the people that you would never buy a ticket to see. I'm going to work on the things I can do well. I'm going to work on my podcast, on this podcast, on on writing more stuff, on doing live screams for other types of TV shows. I'm going to control the things I can control. And it's like, this is what this guy's doing. He's controlling the things he can control. He's saying, I got a house. I know I'm not going to leave it. I'm doing the right thing. And our relationship, eh, not as important as me doing the right thing. Which I think is fair. I think it's fair too. And I, I think the attitude of like love will conquer all, like she is ignoring practicality for romance. 
I think that he should also, though, say what's really going on instead of all he's also he's using practicality as a way to to avoid telling so, her what he actually thinks what he should actually I, say is like hey like although yeah i do think it's a bad idea it's unsafe to go do this in actuality though we're our relationship is a, a little bit shaky right now i don't think we're in a place to like be potentially like locked in the same room together with nowhere to be able to go and i don't think that our relationship can really withstand that at this point so i'm not really I, willing to do that and that's very honest no one he's not going to do that but like no but i think you're totally right she wrote something very specific are you allowed to be upset at your uh, significant other for being afraid or giving up on seeing each other during the quarantine do you think you're allowed to end something because of how they reacted to the to the situation good or bad I think you're allowed to end something for any reason that you want. And if one of those reasons is like that, going back to what I was saying very, very originally, like, let's say, let's say you've been dating someone for three months, this thing hits, they're going out and partying, right? They don't give a shit mm -hmm. about whatever the rules are. And I'm not, again, I'm not judging. I don't, this isn't I'm, my thing, but I'm saying like, if you're the kind of person who's like, that's really fucked up. I don't believe anyone should be doing that. I don't believe like, um, I think that this per you're like not a good person for society. Not someone I want to hang out with. That's just something that you're learning about the person. They're not a match yeah. for you. They don't this see the world in the same way. As sure. You're allowed to break up for some with someone for whatever reason you want. The other person could break up with you for saying that you're like too uptight, whatever, um, or you're alarmist or whatever they what labels they want to put on you. Like whatever, whoever's right, whoever's wrong. I don't think that matters so much as like we don't see the world the same way, and this is bringing that to light. And if this didn't, something else would. This is a fire starting in the kitchen. Remember that Seinfeld where the fire happens in the kitchen and George pushes the clown out of the way? Uh, vaguely, I don't remember that. The clown was actually played by John Favreau. But oh. so so George is at a party for his girlfriend. It's his girlfriend's son's birthday party and they have a clown. And then a fire starts in the kitchen and George and George sees the fire and pushes the grandma and the clown out of the way. It's one of the funnier Seinfeld moments to me. But that is the coronavirus. The coronavirus is a fire in the kitchen. And all of us are either helping kids to the doorway, putting out the fire or sprinting the fuck out. And you have to judge. You have to judge after the fire has been died down or even while it's still in Inferno. Okay, I used to have this boyfriend that I thought was pretty good, and then he turned into a puddle of a man the minute this shit hit the fan. I'm not really as attracted to them anymore. And that's okay. That's just that's like that's okay. the same thing as being unattracted to someone who doesn't offer to pay on the first date. Totally the same. I'm with you. Doesn't mean it's right or it's wrong. It's what works for you or what doesn't work for you. You can break up with someone for whatever reason. If they don't like that reason, that's, that's okay too. I'm with you. Anyway. <laughs> Any hooser, we got a guest coming up. We're very excited about the guest. Uh, Nicole Byer, so funny, so fantastic. You should all go follow her. We'll be back with our guest, Nicole Byer. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little 
baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome back to the UAP podcast. We're very, very excited to have a very special guest. She is host of the Why Won't You Date Me podcast. She's also so funny, awesome, hilarious. Nicole Byer, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. What a treat. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. So pumped to have you. Um, Nicole, before we get into all, we're going to do a dating question with you. Before we get into that, um, how are you? Where are you? I think that's kind of like how every conversation starts. Right. Weird times, weird times, <laughs> weird times. Yep. We have to say fucking all the prerequisites. Weird fucking times. Uh, we have to say all the lines now more than ever. Weird times. Uh, <laughs> Unpre- unpre- unprecedented is. times. Unprecedented times. Yeah. What are you? Where are you? What's going on with you? In these unprecedented, uncertain, scary times of the pandemic, (laughs) I'm doing fine-ish. I miss stand-up. I miss people. I miss my fucking friends. I honestly can't wait to talk to everybody I've ever met one time. If I hate you, I can't wait to see you. Um, I'm in L.A. I'm currently naked in my bed because it's 1.30 and doesn't matter if I ever put clothes on again. That, is that listen, why we don't get the Zoom video? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Love that kind of this, show. This is the golden yeah. era of stretchy pants. This is the really? golden era. We'll remember this fondly for that. Uh-huh. A lot of leggings, a lot of loose T-shirts. I <sighs> I have been nothing but naked all day long, and then I just put on a shirt like I'm Winnie the Pooh to do the Zoom. No pants? <laughs> no pants. Wow. Um, Nicole, well, before we get into it, can you explain your podcast to the listeners? Because we want people, if they don't already listen, uh, what is Why Won't You Date Me? Can you can you let us know? Give sure. us like a minute. Uh, Why Won't You Date Me is a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though I got a fat ass, I love sucking dick, and I have no standards. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out why uh, why I can't get a dude. Hold on. Repeat that again right after I break up with my girlfriend who I just moved in with. I, <laughs> that sounds like the dream. Love I, so what, is, what have you what have you garnered? What kind of information do, is, have you figured anything out yet or no? Um, I've learned that I 
Uh, I don't, I'm not very vulnerable. I don't let people in and I have walls. Mm. So I feel like every, I've learned. I feel like a lot of comedians have that, that issue. J- cough, Jared. <laughs> cough. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's a common comedy thread because that's sort of like, I don't know. But yeah, if I anyway, like let you yeah. in and I show you the real me, and if you don't like it, then it's actually personal. You know, I don't know. <laughs> then it's for real. Then then that dick sucking meant something. Yes, and I don't want my dick sucking to mean anything. No, I just want you my want it to be fun. Around a dick. That's all we want. Yeah, I. I you know, it, it is tough. I, I mean, I'm uh, when I first we first started doing this podcast, I was single and out there and, um, you know, just but via the conversations Jordana and I have had, you know, like she could tell you, like, it's hard to, like, break down those walls. I can totally understand that. How did you find your girlfriend? Um, at a show, actually, which you won't want to hear. Um, oh my god! Did she watch you perform, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god, you're so funny! I got to date no, you." And you're like, it, "Is that something comedians it, frown upon?" It's it's no, just not it's the just, r- dudes get that a lot. Dudes get chuckle fuckers. Mm. Girls do not get chuckle fuckers. No man it's, has it, ever been like, "I'm looking for the funniest girl in the world." <laughs> no, they're looking for somebody to be quiet and cook for them. <laughs> That's amazing. And I found that my girlfriend was out in the bar cooking when I came off of, from the show. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, you can make a grilled cheese. Well, she did. I actually the thing that encouraged me about her was that I bombed during the show. Oh, and so that like made it better. Like I, I understand it, And what Nicole saying is exactly right. There's this very unfair thing where guys will walk off stage and there's a bunch of girls that are like, see you in a different light. And a woman doesn't get that same thing a lot of the time. I, I've seen that mm-hmm. on my own. Um, but I came off stage and she goes, are you really Jewish and single? And I was like, yeah. And then I just walked away. That was really how we met. <laughs> Very romantic. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite a, quite a stud. So she approached you. Yes. She came up and to me. I don't know how I haven't even heard this, uh, this story yet, but I actually think it's a better move to go up to a comedian like right after he's bombed because now you're like weak and vulnerable and feeling insecure. Uh huh. And she can that's, now like pounce on that insecurity and be like, well, no one else will want me. Well, that's why Wait, I walked what away. Second, what was your second conversation like? Did she chase you? So what happened, what ended up happening was I had another show. I walked away. I had another show uptown in New York and I went to the other show and I came back to the comedy cellar where I had met her and she was hanging out with another friend of hers and another comic. And then we all kind of had drinks and I had and, and it is true what Jordana saying. Like I was like kind of annoyed at the set, kind of annoyed at the show. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I wasn't really feeling like I was approachable. And I kind of went uptown and shook it off a little bit and came back down. And then I'm waiting to do another show. And we got a drink. And that's kind of when it got going. Oh, that's so, cute. I, it's cute. It's whatever. I, I, I think it's. um. <laughs> It's it's um it's hard because people want to know other people's stories to get you know to like try and track it and figure it out from that. But it's it's not really what I was. I I think the one thing that I would say is I wasn't looking for it. I think that helps it too. Oh, 
That's the most annoying piece of advice anybody ever has. <laughs> Guess what? I wasn't looking for it and it just walked into my life. Yeah, that only and works for men. <laughs> no, women too. Every single person who's ever given me advice is like, when you're not looking for it, you'll find it. Well, that's why, you know, a lot of times it's like, stay busy with friends. Do like, I, I do believe like I was genuinely doing something I love doing. I was at a show going on stage, having fun. And, you know, whoever's around those things where you have fun is going to be uh, already has things in common with you. Mm hmm. So, yeah. so Nicole, what, what's that, your uh, what's your dating life like amidst the quarantine quarantine situation? Oh like? man, I'm fucking every day, Monday <laughs> through Saturday. I'm having tricks come through my door, having them wash their dicks and their hands, and we be fucking. No, I bring really, the Purell. <laughs> yeah, I squeeze Purell all over them and then loop them up and fuck them. No, I have not been checking the apps. There is no point. I don't want a pen pal. I don't want to talk to someone for months on months on months and then like not know when I'm going to meet them. So mm. I'm not dating right. right now. Do you feel like if we had like an end date, if we all had an end date that we all knew it was going to be over, you'd be more likely to be on the apps or not no. even? No, honestly, like what, like if the end date was in May, I don't want to talk to somebody all of, you know, April. I mm -hmm. like to talk to people like like for a week and then meet them. If I don't meet you within a week, what is the point? Why are we talking? Would you well, would you do a FaceTime date? No. You're out. <laughs> no. No. FaceTime dating sounds so awful. And it sounds like like the worst kind of like horror movie in the future where you don't get to meet nobody. You just have to talk to everybody on FaceTime. Ugh. It does feel like a, a lot of this feels like a futuristic movie. Like we thought there'd be flying cars, but no, all we got was staring at a computer screen that we can see the other person. Love is blind. Yeah, we got a, our own little love is blind. Well, let's do some emails. Are you ready to do an email? Yes. Emails. UUP at Betches.com. Let's let's hit it, Jordana. I'm going to read the email. Hi, J&J. Huge fan of the podcast. The always candid and honest advice you all give has changed my life. I want to get your perspectives on being single during the pandemic. The city where I live has been on lockdown now for three weeks. Before the pandemic hit, I was having tons of luck dating in the wild. I had deleted the dating apps, which forced me to be more outgoing, went out, and it was working. I was having tons of luck meeting guys out on the weekends, which, what, which, often turn into which would often turn into dates during the week. Unfortunately, none of these dates ever led to a serious relationship just because I couldn't see a long-term future with any of these guys I'd been meeting. But that, but that was okay. I was honestly having a blast dating and enjoying being single. But then the pandemic hit, and now I feel like I'm like a pathetic single loser. I live by myself. I am now forced to work from home by myself, and technically we aren't supposed to be hanging out with our friends, so I've had a lot of alone time lately. I was fine being single when we were allowed to have social lives and go to bars, but now that we are on lockdown, I'm feeling down about being a single girl in her mid-20s during this time. The, to the clock is ticking, and this pandemic is wasting my eggs, lol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't help that most of my girlfriends are in serious relationships, so I'm constantly bombarded with social media posts filled with pics of couples quarantined together. What tips do you have for us single girls during this lockdown so we don't feel like such single losers? P.S. I'm not good at fuck buddies. I'm a chronic feelings catcher, so I'm not even going to bother with that during the pandemic. Thanks for all that you do. Nicole, do you have any mm. thoughts for her? How, how can you help her out? 
Oh my God, this, let's see. I think maybe since she's alone, maybe getting those apps back and talking to somebody might be good. Because if you catch feelings, it's easy to catch feelings over a text message. And then that's true. You know, like if you're trying to actually like get a relationship, like you might be able to trick yourself into something that might not last after the pandemic that might just last through the pandemic. And that might just do its job while you're alone. Um, It's hard. I mean, like log off Instagram for a little bit. Don't look at your friends. Look at memes. But I honestly think she should download the apps again and start like a like a online relationship with somebody to get her mind off being single. Yeah, I I'm with you. Download the apps. I I, I understand why that like the the no end date thing and the pen pal thing kind of sucks, but at least it creates hope. At least mm-hmm. it creates like uh like a little sparkle of hope. And also. When you go on the apps, I think everyone needs to take the perspective of like, you know, you have to keep reality and expectations in check. Okay, expectations should be that you find someone during this time that will want to go on a date, not that you've fallen in love with, not that, it, you know, and I agree it is easy to catch feelings over text, but like come in being a little cynical. Um, and I think the great part about being on dating apps now is that you can throw people away easier because there's no expectation. You know, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm just saying. You're right more now, disposable, which is always a good thing. That's the easier. best. Well, because what if you're in a boring how was your weekend? How was your weekend conversation? At least you can go, well, my weekend was good. Goodbye. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I think it's time for more hard rights. Everyone's got to start saying what's on their mind a little more, being a little bit more wily, a little bit crazier, a little bit more themselves over these apps instead of like biding your time over the app and the messaging to just get a first date. Yeah, because now there's nothing that you're trying to get out of it. You're not trying to get to that first date. You're just trying to be as you as possible. Here's what I also think is I think if you're looking for a relationship and sometimes you fall into the trap of like maybe sleeping with someone too, too like not necessarily too quickly, but you wish that you had waited longer. This is a great way to force men to get to know you before they sleep with you. You yep. know what I mean? They, they can't yeah. possibly sleep with you. So you might as well, they have to build that emotional connection. And then by the time you do see them, let's say you've been talking for months or you've been FaceTiming or you've been seeing them or you've been speaking on this app for months, you get the anticipation built. They have to like, sort of get to know you that you build some sort of trust which i know you think can be used for a, can be used badly but in this situation be, like they can't in, in this situation they can text you on friday night for like a booty call yeah and you also have to be aware of that 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 could come i think also like in, in more tips um uh, working with a trainer or someone a workout person like over the phone i've been doing that that takes up an hour of my day that mm-hmm. I would have been on the phone. Um, masturbation, that can take up like a good half hour to four hours of your day. Um, I would suggest doing a Zoom, like happy hour with friends. Get mm-hmm. the, I just did. I, I was a hater. I looked at those Zoom happy hours. I was like, man, nothing looks sadder than that. I just did <laughs> one with like, <laughs> I did one with eight of my friends from college on Wednesday night. We're doing it again next week. We had such a great time. And 
I think there's a great opportunity to do a Zoom happy hour with people, like do like a group date where everyone goes around and you play a game together. So like, why not play Red Flag Deal Baker, which we're about to play with three guys and three girls and all of you in a room doing Red Flag Deal Breaker, having some drinks. You'll get to know somebody through that. That's a good way to meet people. Hey, everyone bring a friend and we're going to play one kind of icebreaker game. It's time to get into... All the shitty games we don't want to play at an office retreat. <laughs> that was so creative, Jared. I was I'm yeah. like shocked. I think Listen, I'm great. living in the la- I'm living in the land of solutions, not the land of negativity. That's where I choose I love to that. be. How is the land of solutions? Is it sunny there? It, it's sunny. Um, every now and again, we cry like every you know <laughs> once an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a real cry. It's like a real sobby, shitty cry. But those mm-hmm. other 55 minutes are pretty good. <laughs> uh, do you want to play some games? Yes. Let's play some games. Red flag deal breaker. I'm going to read a scenario. You're dating this person. Everything's great. This one thing happens. You have to decide, is it a red flag? I see it and I'll let it go. Or is it a deal breaker? I'm out. We get it? Okay. Yes. You and your boyfriend are talking about future plans and his plan to buy the house that he grew up in from his parents where he currently lives with his parents. And he would build an apartment in the house for his mom to live in the long term. The mom is not disabled or anything. (laughs) I love this idea. (laughs) Oh, good to know. Uh, (laughs) Or or anything and would be able to take care of herself. Overbearing, a.k.a. you, him, and his mom under one roof forever. Red flag deal breaker. Ooh, that is a deal breaker. Boom. Not living yeah, with anyone's mom. I don't want to live in his childhood home. And then to have his mom live in the back, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Mm. What about you, Jared? Well, I, I, I agree that the childhood home is what makes this even worse because yes. the mom would feel like she owns the house that mm-hmm. you guys are, it'll never be your That's house. Funny. It'll always be the mom's house. Even though you're building, the apartment they built for her doesn't mean shit. She's going to still be like, oh, when I cooked on the stove, I used to cook it there. And when I, you know, when I, when I had the kids, I would put them to bed at eight. But you can do whatever you want. It'll be a lot of passive aggressive fights. I, mm-hmm. I'm out. Deal breaker. It's very interesting point. Jared actually was just talking about how he moved into his girlfriend's studio apartment where he's currently living and how it feels weird because it's like he's in her apartment. This Uh would be like that only forever. And then it's like also your whole family's in this woman's house. I agree. It's it's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. It's also so specific that it must be happening. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like. Like if I was like, if She's I'm not this, disabled or anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and her name's not Elaine, but it's uh Francis. Like I, I do. I think if I'm this person, I'm not breaking up cause you're so far along, but I think what you would do is like, you got to say to them like, this is not the future that will be for me. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I, if they already bought the house deal breaker, but if he's like, I'm thinking about doing this, I'm like, no, you can't. Uh, yeah. We're not doing well, you, that. I hope your next girlfriend likes that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Let's do another. Then you very clearly see the rest of your life. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Including I which mean, it's room over. you're living in. You, yeah. You're literally five feet from seeing where you're going to be buried. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another one. 
He makes you hide in the basement of his house while he FaceTimes his sister and niece. So here's the backstory someone wrote in. She wrote, I've been casually seeing this guy for about two months now. He's 34. I'm 24. And I stayed over at his new house last weekend. On Saturday morning, he was supposed to FaceTime his sister and her baby. I guess he didn't want them knowing he had a guest over. So he made me sit in his unfinished basement for 20 minutes <laughs> while he FaceTimed them. When I came upstairs after it, was, it, after it was over, he had picked up every single item of mine, keys, bag, jacket, watch, even my hair tie, and hid it in his closet. He said it was in case he gave them a tour of the house. Am I crazy for thinking this is a red flag, maybe even a deal breaker? I get not wanting to, to see some rando's clothes in the, on the ground, but my keys and hair tie, who would even notice that? Yeah, that's a deal breaker. He's a fucking freak. He's 34 years old and can't be like, I had some girl sleepover. Who fucking cares? Have her like <laughs> wait in the next room. Don't ever wait in your finished basement. What are you going to kill her? Get out. Get out. It's, it's funny that this email is written. I love the ending. Like there are certain things women do when they tell you a story to get you more on their side. <laughs> and, and, and she did this. She'll go, she goes, am I crazy for thinking this red flag? Maybe even a deal breaker. I get not wanting to see some rando's clothes, but my keys and hair tie? <laughs> like, oh no, not the hair tie. That changed my mind completely. Well, I think what she's saying is like, he's going out of his way to like really yes. like get rid of all traces of her. Like God, like it's, it's one thing to be like, oh, like I'm not going to like broadcast that I have this person that I don't really know what we are yet to my sister and my niece. But this is like, I need to make sure that no one has any clue that you're anywhere near here. And like, they could never even suspect it. Sure. I mean, I get this from a guy's point of view. You get this a little bit more like this happens to you a lot where like, where the guy, where you like girls because, in your basement. Well, the girl <laughs> being like my, my dad can't know I fuck. And like you have a lot of like women, they'll be like, oh, no, dad, if he ever finds out that like, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, sees your hair tie, you're like, I, I, I don't know. It's like so I wouldn't be as as offended if it were me in that but, situation. But like for someone to hide you in an unfinished basement, that's fucking weird. Like, yeah, all this person it, had to say was like, I'm going to FaceTime my sister and her daughter do you mind not making noise because I didn't tell them I had someone sleeping over and I don't need my niece to see that. So like, uh, just like sit in the living room. I don't know. Also text yeah. your sister. Hey, can we do this in 20 minutes and ask her to leave first? That's yes, what I would that's do. Even better. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I think it's I, almost like he's, he's not trying to impress her enough. Like if well, I like to me, really gave, gave a shit what someone thought, I wouldn't like hide them in the basement or like let them know that I didn't want to introduce them to people that I love. I would at least pretend like like that was maybe an option. Well, let me give you an alternative. Let's let's say he goes, you guys wake up in each other's arms and he goes, hey, I had a lot of fun last night, but you got to get out of here because I got to FaceTime my sister and her niece. Like, isn't that worse than keeping you in the place to hang out? No. All right. No. Yeah. You have a day. You're, you have shit to do. All right. All right. I'm just bringing up other scenarios. Yeah. I agree uh, with or that. maybe it wasn't his sister. Maybe it was his wife. Uh, good point. This is. Uh, maybe it this, was his and his and his uh, daughter and, and his daughter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's do one more. You ready, Jordana? Yep. You went on three amazing dates and they text you all the time during quarantine, but they refuse to FaceTime you because they think it's weird and say they'll see you when you get out. 
No, they're dating somebody else. They're quarantined with somebody else. Somebody yeah. wants so to smart. You wants to see you. They'll see you. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a deal breaker. Anyone who thinks yeah. anything is weird right now is like any anytime you go like oh we don't if you're not doing the normal things which are now abnormal then you're hiding something. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Now it's not a time to have opinions. No, your opinions, leave them at the door. We got, you got <laughs> your time to FaceTime. Jordana, what would you do? Um, yeah, I mean, for um, you're just never going to see me. There's, some, there's something that you're like hiding that's very weird. I think anyone who refuses to do things with no real explanation, they just say it's like weird is probably hiding something very serious. Absolutely. Nicole, right, thank you. Nicole, Sorry. thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. What a dang treat. This was amazing. Yeah, everyone's got to go follow Nicole Byer. Go watch, uh, go listen to her podcast. The new season of Nailed It, season four, just dropped on Netflix April 1st with eight all-new episodes. That's right. So go <laughs> watch it. It's a great show. Nicole is so hilarious. You got to go see her live. She's so freaking great. So thank you, Nicole, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye, everybody. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.